0: OTB AM Think of soccer managers over in England who would be really good guy managers Nigel Pearson strikes me as like a Talton Cup winning manager He's the English banty Is that what you're saying?
1: OTB
2: AM Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app
1: OTB AM with Gillette Labs Get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition Available now
0: what is it called Friday firepit. Friday fire pit. So we just put a bit more thought into dominating comments this yeah, morning. Yeah.
3: Like you gotta call it like it is, so. Friday like what? The
1: Friday fire. Pit.
3: Good morning. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. <laughs> Kathleen Cameron, good morning to you. Morning guys. Adrian, how are you? I'm
0: okay. Who's so taking control of this thing? I'm glad it's the Friday. I'm, usually, we've been getting a lot of hate in the comments on the Friday fire pit because the crappy quiz hasn't been on. So everyone's like, "Where's the bloody quiz?" But the crappy quiz, I'm told, is on today. Mm. So uh, instead of Rest leaving those negative comments folks, here, just, just tell us in the comments how much you love the fire pit because yeah, that quiz today—that'd
1: be great. Well, we because we have um, now Chowdhury's list, so it's like a Friday match today, rather than a fire pit. We Fantastic. have to answer this quickly. Um, we'll start with the volley thing because I think that's really. That's really? caught people's attention. We definitely haven't talked enough about it. Yeah, yeah. So no, uh, I, I think... Yeah. <laughs> glad you, I'm glad you I mean, we it literally thing. have a former yeah.
2: international footballer who has solved the whole thing, and yeah. we're still like, I oh, think Ashley really? responsible still though, of this.
3: Still, though, yeah. I, let's probably. not call it a debate. My thing one thing
2: about this, though, has thing, been, yeah. so, like, whether it's a volley or not, I also don't think you can call it a strike, because to me, a strike can mean anything. There's, like, no yeah, definition to that at all. But
3: it has to call it... What do you call it? A well, effort is always. I don't mind calling it. Anything going as wide long as it's not called a volley. Incorrect, like you know,
0: <laughs> lads. I don't know. It's fired people up. I, like I just, I just don't know. I don't know how Wayne Rooney's strike from halfway line where the ball is at an apex and it's in the air for ages and then he hits it is not. It's not a bloody half volley anyway.
3: We can move on from this very quickly. If either of you, so have you any? Do you want to endorse Shane's thoughts?
1: Oh no, I'm I'm letting him fall on that sword unless Catherine I, wants to.
2: Mm, I kind of see Shane's point. I do get the point of if it bounces. Mm, But I also think if someone's in the air and they're striking a ball like that, Mm. to me that's like a volley is the only thing that actually does it justice because if you just call it a strike, then Mm. it's... I don't know. It doesn't describe what's actually happening. A beautiful
3: strike, could we, like, with that? You Let's know, go No, that. but it, yeah. but
2: that still something. doesn't describe what you're actually seeing, whereas when you say the word volley, you know exactly what someone means, and you see that kind of, they're mid-air, they're almost like this.
0: Zidane against Leverkusen or Rooney against Man
3: City. That, miss, that's an unmistakable volley. You misdescribe it as mm. a volley. You give the best picture of a cat is what you're saying.
2: I don't know. Like I have never really felt all that strongly about this point until this morning. Okay. But I also think it's the best word to describe what you're seeing in front of you. Like if I just said, uh, I watched a strike, that could literally mean anything. Whereas if I say he volleyed the ball, you're not necessarily thinking, did it bounce beforehand? Did it not bounce beforehand? Mm-hmm. You have that automatic image in your head of someone like on the yeah. edge, leaning over, beautiful leg out you see the photos already like in your head on the front pages you know what it means so I'm not saying technically Shane is wrong or right I'm just saying That's that definitely I <laughs> know what he was getting at
3: um, if you. you, if somebody said oh go and watch that volley as you describe it and then I was to see that I'd be like well why that was misdescribed
0: yeah but also half, it's not a half volley Ugh, bloody hell. <laughs>
3: Where, what, what, have we anything else?
1: Uh, we do that, actually. We
3: have to commit to the next twenty minutes. Or
1: something or yeah, we do. Um, it was uh, something that came up actually yesterday with uh, Gavin Houlihan's goal for Grimsby, which uh, <laughs> which sent Southampton crashing out of the FA Cup. That one of our colleagues here at News Talk went to school with Gavin, uh. um, and it got me thinking about like everybody in every school had like the best athlete in their class or in their year or whatever, and I always wonder what happened. To them, like, because we've all experienced that, and unfortunately, I can only speak for myself here. But I certainly wasn't the best athlete. But I'm always curious to find out what happens to do they go on to have an excellent career? Do they give up afterwards? Um, who I were just you think. In it, school with. I was in school with.
3: I mean, I'm not looking for the full yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, yeah, from A to Z. Um, like the person I'm thinking of at the moment. There's a few different people. Um, Sarah McGill, who was an under age um, Irish football star she was uh, a couple years ahead of me a couple years below me Hubert Gilvary who was in the Connacht Academy and played a few times for Connacht is now um, doing his thing with the Ireland Sevens and I mean hopefully he can go on to have the same kind of career that Hugo Keenan had from that Uh, launchpad but you were saying you have a few interesting people you went to school with who
3: Yeah, it wasn't like, these aren't like, actually some of them are sort of whatever became of them, but there was like a lot of, uh, it was a big GA school at that time. Um, Rory Mm. O'Connell would have been a couple of years ahead of me. Fergal Murray would have been around the same year. uh, Joe Fallon, Tom Trainer. There was a lot of players who went on to play for Westmeath and then Roscommon as well, because it was uh, on the border there. Yeah. But there was also uh, you gave us like a sort of a breadth of about eleven years, I think. Did you sort of
1: kind like, of like sc- a well, yeah. What do you what do you count as being in school with someone? Because I went to primary school with Matty Ruan and he was my next door well, neighbour. That's, that's that's legit. Yeah, yeah you'd, you'd take that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, there you go.
3: we there was two we two lads go over to play professional football. Ray Kelly was one, and I'd sort of in you know, other way you kind of forget about things, and then it was like yeah. re- listened to the Roddy Collins book, and I was just reminded that he went back to uh, Bohemians. He had gone over and played for Man City. I think Mick McCarthy might have been no, maybe was, Mick McCarthy managed Man City for a while. He Why played, he played for, for Man City, him? didn't he? maybe it was around the end of his no. days there I'd have to Wikipedia that one um, but actually no I might be conflating these stories there was another one then Michael Collins Mickey Collins went over to play for Millwall mm. who <laughs> was Mick McCarthy manager of Millwall at that yeah. time
0: so Mick played for Man City and played for Millwall he also managed Millwall oh, well,
3: it might have there been. you it was go. Mickey Collins at Millwall then and I think he came He came back and played uh, League of Ireland for a few years but Robbie Henshaw is the one um, yeah, now that's where I'm testing the eleven years thing. It probably. Looks I was like going to say it. You, you were, weren't in the same year as Robbie, anyway. No, no, not the same year. No chance. No, no. no. no, no. They were in, were you in the school at the same time. Mm, don't think so not a chance
1: No, no, Cameron. we wouldn't have been. No, Come no. Because he'd have been six or,
3: six or seven years younger than me, and unfortunately, I um, just missed the yeah. my colleagues here are guffawing
0: at me. Um, <laughs> Rob, Robbie Henshaw wasn't even. like Adrian was doing the leave insert, and Robbie, I Robbie Henshaw wasn't even a thought. <laughs> that's yeah. very unfair. I think that's very unfair, Shane. St. McCartan's College at the same where I went in to Monaghan town, the secondary school was. It's a very Gaelic football heavy school. Okay, we play a lot of sport like the soccer and, and plenty of other sports in it as well. But it is like if you play Gaelic football, you're laughing. And mm-hmm. um, so a lot of mine would be like it was in, a lot of lads who went on to play a county football from Monaghan would have been in my class. But there's no, you know, I, I was looking for a real sexy answer like Tommy Bow or Barry McGuigan was in my school. I, I can't say that. So uh, there's no one who really. Um, Obviously, playing for your is a great achievement, but no one who I can say, yeah, that's, that's Paris unbelievable. That's college, you're
3: not long, by the way. That was, I, never, yes. I never mentioned that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah like,
0: no. You know, like, there's, there's people out there living in Brazil right now who went to school with Pele. Do you know, for, you know that kind of thing? Or people who are in Muhammad Ali's class in Louisville. Like, that is, that is impressive. Imagine being able to say that. Oh, Muhammad Ali he sat beside me there in school.
1: Mm-hmm. He's a, <laughs> well, you know how people make, like, nuanced, nuanced comments about, oh, he, he'll do something now, that fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll I, go on. He'll. He's. There's something. Malti, something about him. about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never shuts up. That I'd guy. Say.
3: Kathleen.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of the same as Shane. Like, a lot of people in my school went on to do impressive things, but it wasn't necessarily really in a sporting context. Mm. I also feel like it's slightly different as well when you go to an all-girls school. Like, cause obviously there aren't the same opportunities to go on and maybe have like a stellar career, or like they're definitely a lot more limited. So, and also our school didn't. They encouraged the people who were very good at sport, but the rest of us weren't necessarily encouraged to play it all that much. So, yeah, I don't really know if I have anything very good to add to that particular topic.
1: Mm. Where did Mona McChari go?
2: She was... Well, because she was Ross's point, isn't she? Mm. I think she went to one of the schools out that way. I don't think she went into town. I Uh, could be wrong on that. mm. Also, a great Sligo person, obviously. Yeah, of
1: course.
0: Sligo's heap of famous people, like... Mm. you know if WB Yeats was in your class that'd be great like, <laughs> oh, I tell you, he can write it'd be his worry if he was oh, in my class
2: if you're a but
0: you <laughs> stretching
3: the <laughs> 11 year theory there imagine,
0: imagine <laughs> being in an English class with WB and you're like oh any, shut
3: any, up anyone want to pick up this oh, if you were the teacher you'd just be sitting back on
1: WB yeah. WB do you reckon that was his nickname at <laughs> school say so, yeah. WB I would say so Warner Brothers I'd say
0: when he got in trouble it was William Butler I'd yeah. say that was William Yates. That yeah 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 Kona
2: actually went to school in Ballyshannon Ah. The school of Sligo. I was thinking that I was like I never remember. So she's the
0: only Galway woman, really. You're only claiming her.
2: No, 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 no. <laughs> it no, was like uh, there's a part of the Bundoran Road. If you live there, you kind of either go towards Donegal for school, or you go towards Sligo, but you still live in Sligo.
0: I was in, uh, I was at the United game um, against Barcelona. I don't know if I've mentioned that yet in Stratford End, and I was very conscious not to uh, br- uh, bring my phone out. I had my phone out maybe to take a little video before the game or after the game, <laughs> but during the ninety minutes of the match itself, I was like, nah, not a chance. I'm not going to enjoy this. I know, Cameron, you've brought this topic up as a, as a potential fire pit option as I'm well. I'm
3: surprised and you brought it up because th- you were disproved the last time you were on saying I would never Sorry, do that. the, question is, is never, the question is yeah,
0: I'm not a crook. The question is what's the best way to watch Shane sport? Nixon. My, my answer is in person with your eyes not your bloody phone. But as Cam- opposed
1: to filming Crow Park. Well, Cameron, has yeah,
0: a, Cameron has an interested enough take on this one.
1: Yeah, like what's the best way to watch sport apart from live? Because I, I I heard a, um, obviously live is you know another world but mm. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and someone said, My favourite way to watch sport, and I completely agree with this, is in a Curry's when your mum's off shopping and you have 19 TVs to choose from and they're all really high quality. That was my favourite way <laughs> to watch like you 20 minutes sound of a game. Though, would you? Oh, no, you would. Them, would. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah, because they'd be showing off the speakers, yeah, wouldn't they? The was, yeah. um,
2: Possibly a controversial take. You say, like, the best way to watch sport is live the best way to experience sport is live but is it the best way to watch it
1: oh no i think i think it definitely is that's, and no, i have no, a really because
2: like you can't like when you're in when you're there and you're in the moment you're like you're watching the game you're getting into it you have like the crowd but you're not you have to almost go back and watch it again to actually get any sort of like analysis or thought process to it so like yes experiencing a game live when there's an amazing atmosphere is unreal but like watching a game and properly seeing what's happening no,
1: I, t- no, I think live right? I think live is the best and it's a controversial topic among my friend group but I think Behind the Goals is the best seat in the house I think that's true on an occasional basis but mm. not
2: depends not on the game in the stadium really It's sport like yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It does depend. If you're, but if you're up high in with the gods, I think that's the best place to watch because oh. I, I, you can see how the. Like I've watched Ireland games rugby from behind, and you can see how the play is developing and the movement of the players. You
3: lose at a certain point. I was sat behind the, um, Havelock Square End goal for the Ireland New Zealand game, and okay. it's an amazing view for some of the stuff that's going on in front of you. But once it goes outside that twenty-two, that's in front of you. You're just on the TV. Like, Depends on the sport it. It. Formula One. I
0: think would attest to what Kathleen is saying there. As in Formula One TV coverage is unbelievable. It's unparalleled. Like you've got the the radio. You're hearing what team principals are saying to drivers. You're hearing what uh, team principals are arguing with FIA direct race directors, and then just the coverage. Can of you all get the,
3: a little earpiece for that?
0: Uh, I don't know, but you see that that's the thing. Like in, in football, if if you're if you're if you're watching a race in person. Um, you're you're really only seeing cars go past very fast. Yeah, you're, that's, hear, you're hearing that some would be commentary as well, it, but yeah.
3: it's not quite Monaco would be the best to say. Yeah, for for because you're having your,
0: your glass of vino and mm, chilling out. Cheese, yeah. But I think yeah, certain sports lend themselves more to just TV viewing. Now, I was at the snooker last week in Wolverhampton, and snooker, believe it or not, is a brilliant in-person sport. Like you, you go out between sessions, you're sitting there for four frames trying to be really quiet, but like the atmosphere is like you could you could hear a pin drop,
1: and then when, when an unbelievable shot goes in. The place erupts, so I, I think it's one of those. Kathleen, what's tennis like live? I know you've been to Wimbledon. Is it like? Is it much better?
2: Uh, I feel like Wimbledon is like a weird example for tennis. Like I don't know if this is what all of them are like because there's so much pageantry and there's so much pomp to it. Like I just remember sitting on Centre Court watching Ash Barty play, and it was like one of the first ones I had gone to at Wimbledon. And like every time there's a break in play, you just hear pop, 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 pop around because everyone's popping their bottles of champagne. Like you're allowed, bring whatever you want in glass. It doesn't really matter. And then the game will start up again and it's like completely silent. And all you can hear is like the players talking to themselves or like shouting out to their coaches. And then again, play stops and you just hear pop, 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 pop. It's, I don't know if it's necessarily Better life, I think it's very dependent on who's playing. And, mm. Like when Andy Murray was playing, the crowd was absolutely electric and there was like this ripple of anticipation even when it was completely silent. But whenever, say, there was like someone that maybe wasn't as well known or wasn't a fan favourite with the crowd, it was a very different atmosphere. And I kind of like with tennis because sometimes there's like quite a lot of breaks in play. It's nice having that commentary to listen into and kind of like actual experts talking about what has just happened or telling stories like a lot of the time you get former tennis players on so yeah mm. it's definitely something that I'm glad I experienced and I would definitely go back again but I don't know if it would be one of my like top sports to watch live
3: I've been um, shouted out here that we have to wrap up I would say bit, it'll it'll it's co- too curtailed we just need we need more room for it. Yeah, we need look to look get it on to a the a producer who's now burning. unhappy because he's had a curtailed item <laughs> but uh, that notwithstanding Cameron thank you very much Kathleen thank you thanks thank a lot you. that's the fire pit what is it called, Friday Fireplace? Friday Fireplace. Pit. So we just put a bit more time into dominating. Miserable, I guess. You gotta call it like it is. Inside. Friday, like, what? come
1: on. The Friday Fireplace.